Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. What's going on here? The weekend. The weekend. Friday, Friday. on this Friday, it's Bob and Sherry. We are so glad to have everybody with us. We certainly are. You know, one thing I, I love is when a community has an interesting name. You know, you look at the name of the town, usually it's a small town, you say, I wonder how it got that name. And I saw this news story about Little Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey. Doesn't that just sound like a delightful little place to be? Little Egg Harbor Township. It, Max and I have been there. It actually is a is delightful it, what's it, what's little it like? place. It's what's a little it, shore town. It's, it's right on the water. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 so it's it's just sort of uh, it's has boats it's and it's South cute. Jersey. It's quiet uh-huh. um, during the off season, yeah. and it's a busy little shore town in the summertime. Uh-huh. Well, uh, Tuesday night, a fellow there uh, got into a fight in Little Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey, uh, with himself. 37-year-old guy whose name is Jason Kramer. Who hasn't been there? Well, listen to this. Jason Kramer, he was out in the parking lot of a Wawa convenience store, punching himself in the face. Now, <laughs> when, when you're in front of like you know a store and there's a fight that breaks out and it's you punching yourself in the face, you will draw spectators. And so people, you know, surrounded him. He got a look at the crowd and he decided to raise the stakes by taking off his pants. And then he continued pantless, punching himself in the face until the police arrived. I just want to point out, this man can vote. You've never had a (laughs) Wawa hoagie. You miss one, you're going to take your pants off and punch yourself in the face. Is that right? Yeah, they're that good. Are they that they're good? That Why are good. they so good? It's the weirdest thing because you don't associate like a gas station convenience store no. with being like a high quality place to get your food on. No. But there's something about Wawa. First of all, Wawa's are like the greatest convenience stores. Only QT can step up to Wawa. Wawa hoagies are great. Like they're a destination. So he probably went to Wawa wanting a Wawa hoagie, and he got there, and he didn't. Ha- he forgot his wallet, or it wasn't. So hoagie he punched weed. himself in the face. Yeah. You what were asking how it got its name. Yeah, I looked it up. It says that it was called that by Dutch sailors because of the eggs found in nearby gull nests. Huh. So there's a real story behind the story. Yeah. I love that. I thought you were going to tell Bob how Wawa got its name. No, no. And I was like, Dutch sailors? Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> they heard about the hoax. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think you're wrong about that, Max. <laughs> I do not think Dutch sailors help name Wawa. Wawa is a great name for 
a convenience store. You know, convenience stores have some of them have the weirdest names. Some of them, remember that one? I don't even say it. It was like something and go, right? Oh yeah. Well, no, I mean it's not. It's the come well, and go. Everybody uh, knows what it is. It's all over the country. <laughs> I mean, the, the come and go, the tank and Tommy. These are all great names. Wawa is a legend, though. Last summer, uh, I drove up to visit my brother and I took care of me and her friend Katie. Uh-huh. And I was like, Katie, I'm going to take you to the Liberty Bell. I'm going to take you to get a soft pretzel. You're going to live the Philly experience. And she was like, that's amazing. And can we also go to Wawa? How did she know of Wawa? Social media. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, so she she kind of Googled what things to well, do in seen, Philadelphia. Well, no, she's seen people posting on their Instagram oh, at Wawa. Yeah. So we we had to go to Wawa. So you want to know how Wawa got it? I do. <laughs> was, it, was it Dutch sailors? Isn't, isn't he a busy little bee this morning? <laughs> so good. Is there a story behind the story? Is there a Wawa story? out here. Uh, yeah. Was, it, uh, was, it was George uh, Harrison's uh, song, right? No, it was, yeah. uh, it, it was Dutch the, sailors. The corporate headquarters of the Wawa area of Chester Heights, Pennsylvania, in greater Philadelphia. So there's a Wawa area. So because that's where the headquarters oh. was, oh. they were all called Wawa. So that's like a region? Wawa yes. was like a region there? Yes. The well, Wawa it's area probably, of Chester Heights, Pennsylvania. I'll, I'll bet it's uh, a Native American uh, derivation. That, um, no? Let me answer that question. Although there are tons of, in, in Jersey, in, in New Jersey in particular, mm-hmm. there are tons of towns named after Native American tribes. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it is a Native American word, O-J-I-B-W-E is, I guess, the name of the tribe uh-huh. uh, for wild goose. Oh, okay. So there, there you, go. you go. They could they could have called the convenience store Wild Goose. But Wawa just sounds better. Yeah, yeah. It's easier to remember. Anyway, um, they arrested the guy and they said they think that he was on something. And you know what? If I've dropped my pants... You're and I'm and I'm yourself. and I'm punching my own self in the face. I got to admit, there's probably something that I'm up to. Don't you? If you've taken off your pants at the Wawa and mm. you're punching yourself in the face, don't you want to be on something so that at least you have that excuse? I think so. Yeah, because otherwise you're just kind of you know. That's just free, you. You're freestyling. That's just who you yeah, are. That's who you are. Yeah. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. I read this article about the best pieces of advice that you can get from your grandparents. This is from your grandparents. All right. Okay. Oh, I love it. A little this background. Music music. acceptable. Yes. Is this grandparenty enough? Yeah, it sounds a little grandparenty. Here we go. I'm going to go from 10 to 1. But I tell you what, I think number 10 should be up there a little higher. And it is. If it doesn't feel right, if something doesn't feel right, then it's usually not right. Yeah, you know. If it doesn't that's feel a, right, you can't maneuver it and massage it to get right. That's you know, a tricky one. Yeah. I would say yes, except I've been wrong so many times. Well, here's the thing. I think when relationships don't feel right, um, you can't make them right. But if you're standing up and saying, you know, working for a living every day, it just doesn't feel right to me. You're going to have to suck that up. You're going to have to suck that up. But say you, you're going to buy a house and you walk in and there's just something about it 
It's in the right neighborhood. You like the schools, but there's something about this house. Don't buy it. it. Don't buy it. Number nine, live by your words and stand by your words. Amen. Number eight, you'll never get a second chance at a first impression. That's an old axiom, but it's true. Those last two, when your grandparents tell you that stuff when you're 14, you don't even know what they're talking about. You don't know what they're talking about. You don't. It's so true, though, because how many times have you met somebody and you just did not like the way that went? And it's hard to get over that first meeting because of that. Or maybe that's me. (laughs) Uh, Number seven, you can learn a lot by staying quiet and watching. Well, you could look a little creepy, too, sometimes, I suppose. But it, it is true. It is true. If you don't say a whole lot and you're just taking all this information in, and uh, you're just kind of watching, you know? It is true. Yeah. You're uh, you're covering yourself a little bit. This is a good one. Write everything down. Even Mick Jagger, I read, makes lists of what he has to get done. I think it's a good idea, obviously, to know what you're spending money on. In your checkbook, right? Write that down. Write down how you felt about going to a vacation spot. You know, write I, down about what your goals are. I take notes all morning long, every show. And then when you say something particularly amusing to me, I write it in the book of Bob. Very good. Uh, best pieces of advice from grandparents. Don't keep your emotions boiled up inside. It's true. You're going to drive your blood pressure up, and sooner or later you're going to blow up, right? Maybe not everybody, but, I mean, if you if you keep it tamped down, and, I come and from, you're, you're being taken advantage of, you know. That's I come not good. from such dramatic people. Mm-hmm. No one ever used the words "don't keep your emotions bottled up inside" <laughs> to any member of my yeah, family right. ever. That's true. Uh, let me see. Number four is: if you're not ten minutes early, you are late. That, that goes back, way back. Kevin like, says to the that 19, to the girls. Nineteen forties, I think. They, they, hate, they hate it, they, don't they? They just I know. It's it's so much. It, it's better if you ad, if you adapt that. If you have a meeting somewhere, say it's out of town, and the meeting is at five o'clock. If you show up at quarter of five, park your car and walk around the park for a few minutes. You know, don't be don't be sweaty up, and frantic. Sweaty, yeah. Um, number three, best pieces of advice from your grandparents: Don't be afraid to fail or lose at anything you do. I think. I have embraced that. We have definitely I think embraced we both that one. Have. We yeah. are not afraid to We're fail. We're not afraid to fail. Mm-mm. We look at failure and what do we say? You again. Hello, old friend. Yeah. <laughs> here's the thing about us. Here's the thing about us and failure. <laughs> when we succeed at something now, we look at each other in shock and what awe. What happened? Can you believe yeah, it? Yeah, what happened? No, can you believe it? We have been nominated as the uh, best syndicated <laughs> show in America nine times by the... National Association of Broadcasters, and we have never won. We have failed nine times. We failed nine times. Uh, number two, don't take your family for granted. Of course. Hey, can I tell that one guy who has no life, who said it was only eight times, but the ninth time was for uh, major market or large market radio personalities of the year? He said, it's technically what you're saying is not right. Right.
Uh, oh, thank sir? you to my ex-husband well, for I, listening. To, to what I say Technically, up yours. How how pathetic is your life that you're trying to figure that out? That we didn't even realize. He was that. Like, they got to be lying. Those. But here's here's why, the thing. Why are there people out there that are just always <laughs> no, trying to I, trap you at something? Here's no the idea. thing. What difference is uh, we're losers? What yeah. difference does hey, it make? And you're not going to change that, buddy. You're what not going to change that. If why do you, you want to take that away I from know. us? I love how somebody else is parsing out the nominations of the Bob and Sherry show as losers. What does I that know make it, you? Oh, I will makes... tell you what. Losing is the only thing we have. Don't you take it from That's us. That's right. <laughs> you tell them, Sherry. Here's the number one thing. Best pieces of advice from grandparents. Don't grow up too fast. Oh, I, used to, I still say that to my girls. What are you yeah. in such a rush what for? What are you in a rush for once you arrive at adulthood? <laughs> Do you know what happens when you grow up? You pay bills and have responsibilities. You got a heavy lift every and day. consequences. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. I, I want to bring you in on this conversation, Lamar, that Sherry and I were about to have. I've, I've taken up cooking as a hobby, and I, I created my first dish and it was pasta fazool, and it was delicious, little pasta, and uh, I, you could use bacon in it uh, if you wanted to. And, and it, turned out, it, it turned out really, really good. And the article that I'm referring to was a look at hobbies, and it says that people, on average, stick with a hobby for 16 months, and then they ditch it. And here are the hobbies, gardening, cooking, going to the gym, crafts, cycling, painting, tennis, and yoga. They stay with it for about 16 months, and then it's a Rivaderci. They they put it away and, and never come back to it or seldom come back to it. And I was I was thinking about you, because you're a man of many talents. I mean, you're a videographer, and you, know, you run a, a Budweiser distributorship, and you do the movie reviews for us. What hobbies do you have? Do you have any hobbies now? Or, or in the past? Yeah, uh, the cooking. Cooking is, I, I cook probably 90% of everything at the house. Now, uh, now, what happened? Because when we first met you, uh, you were considering not even having a kitchen. Well, you, you never, you you never use used, kitchen. you never, you, you went know, out to dinner every I night. I never did. I never did. I, well, that's because it was just me. And, you know, I don't know. I got hooked on the stupid food channel. I cannot get off of the thing. And I... You know, I enjoy good food. And the thing is, here's what I've discovered. Most people go home and sling together some dinner. Okay. They just, they put something together pretty quick. Yeah. It's decent and we eat it and everybody's full. Right. But there's a best way to do everything. There's (laughs) a best way. Every there for everything you do, whether it's slicing an onion or whether it's sauteing, there's a best way to do it. And so, I would be trying to tell Carla the best way to do it, and Carla didn't want to do it the best way because it takes too much time. Yeah, and it's yeah, too tedious. Yeah, yeah. She said, "If you think I'm going to sit here for 20 minutes slicing each one of these pieces of onion up to be the exactly the same size, you've lost your mind. If you want to do it, then you do it." And so. Really and truly, I sort of messed myself up because as I was trying to get her to do it the best way, I wound up, she now sits across the bar and drinks wine while I do it the best way, and she makes fun of me for taking the time to do it the best way. Woo! She gets it both ways, a twofer! 
Yes. She's yes, a lucky, yes. lucky and woman. <laughs> every gift that I get, whether it's birthday, Christmas, whatever, there's something in there that's got to do with cooking. I mean, she's stoking that fire, buddy. She is stoking that so, fire. So she in does my, not want that stuff. In my pasta fazool, I had to chop a medium onion. And I think I bought a large instead. I almost passed out from, from the, the strength of the onion. Is it is there an implement that you can buy like as, as seen on TV? Chew gum while you're doing it. Chew gum, and I'll show you a secret to make it really put fast. salt on the tip of your tongue and keep your tongue out. Are you kidding? Or chew nope. gum? Yeah, it's goofy, but it works. I'm going Lamar- to put yeah, I'm going to put salt on the tip of my tongue. Do you, do you know why the onion smells so look. strong though? Why the onion is old? The older the onion is, the stronger the smell. Really? Yes. Lamar, you know what I got for Christmas? I bet you already what? have one. I got a sous vide for Christmas. Do you have oh, one? Oh, oh, oh. What is I that? that? What's thing? a sous vide? It is, oh it is a game changer. What Basically, it? it's a device that um, circulates water at um, and holds at a consistent temperature. And so you can take, like, the first thing I cooked was a London broil, which is mm-hmm. usually pretty tough. Yeah. I cooked it in my sous vide for about eight and a half hours. Yeah. Pulled it out, seared it. On both sides in a cast iron yep. skillet, and it was perfectly medium end to end. You cooked you cooked meat in water. You seal it in a vacuum sealed bag, and then you submerge it. And the sous vide. Oh, geez, I think I sucks. did like 132 degrees for eight yes. hours. Lamar, See, it, it drives sounds, Carla crazy because I cook chicken at 130 degrees, which should actually kill you. But, but it, it doesn't. doesn't. It doesn't. Because it, co- it, cooks, it cooks for a long time. All the bacteria is gone, but then your chicken is so moist it and it's so awesome. Sounds like an experiment. It's not. No, 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 really? no, 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 no. Really? Awesome. It's the Bob and Sherry Off-Air Podcast called the Oddcast. Podcasting. Podcast. With stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast drops every Monday and Friday. Podcast. With uncensored conversations, special guests, and true crime time. I'm sorry, but it's absolutely true. The Bob and Sherry Off-Air Podcast. The Oddcast. We got a big podcast to do here. Get it now on the free Bob and Sherry app, bobandsherry.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Fun Size Podcast, a shareable taste of the show at our website or the free, free Bob and Cherry app. I was over on Best Life, which is a website for men, and um, Best Life is where you will learn how to grill a steak, drink a scotch, and tie a tie. Hmm. It's just all like man-oriented stuff, but they had a really fun thing. Songs with funny titles. Some of them I'd heard before, like... Mm -hmm. I think we even played a snippet of You're the Reason Our Children Are Ugly. Are ugly, yeah. Loretta Lynn and Conway Twitty. Yeah. Um, here's a couple that I didn't know. William Penix, you take the medicine, I'll take the nurse. <laughs> Let me know when you've heard these. Um, Morrissey, we hate it when our friends become successful. Thank God. Morrissey's you know, that's such a mess. He's a mess. He yeah. is, but that's an interesting comment or title. Yeah. This is Roy Clark, who I always forget had a legitimate career outside of Hee Haw. He did. Thank God and Greyhound, she's, she's gone. gone. Oh, you know that Thank one. Thank God and Greyhound, she's gone, yeah. Do you know who Gary P. Nunn is? He's a country singer. No. And the name of the song is, If You Don't Believe I Love You, Just Ask My Wife. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That's breathtaking. Um, <laughs> It's a good title it though. is 
If you don't believe I love you, just ask my wife. <laughs> Country music does have some really clever lyrics. Talk about the ultimate cheating heartbreak song. Yeah. Um, this next one is from a gentleman named Charlie Walker. The album is called Pick Me Up on Your Way Down. Yep. And the song is I Wouldn't Take Her to a Dog Fight. Ooh. I, I know. I've never heard of a lot of these. Um, this is Weird Al Yankovic's from Alapalooza. She never told me she was a mime. <laughs> I'm thinking about this one lyric. There's, I forget who did this song. It was a country music song, too. And it was about a, a country music singer who was absolutely enthralled with Hank Williams, Sr. And uh, it, it's like Hank Williams. I think it was called Hank Williams, You Sang My, my Life. And he goes through all of the Hank Williams songs. And one of the uh, lyrics goes something like, when you sang your cheating heart, you reminded me of my first ex-wife. Not Ooh, my ex-wife, my but my first, first ex-wife. ex-wife. That's the cleverness of that lyric. Um, this next one is uh, a Beck song from early, early in his career called Satan Gave Me a Taco. <laughs> um, Johnny Cash at San Quentin. I do not know this Johnny Cash song. And it is called I've Been Flushed from the Bathroom of Your Heart. I've never, I've never heard that. Can you look for that one, Max? I, I have never I've heard been, that one by Johnny. I've been flushed from the bathroom of your heart. This next one is from Miss Loretta Lynn's When the Tingle Becomes a Chill. That's the name of the album, mm. which is good all by itself. It, by itself it is, yeah. And All I Want From You Is Away is the song. Uh, the next one is the Statler Brothers. You can't have your Kate and Edith too. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. That's great. If the phone doesn't ring, it's me. And this next one is Bobby Bear, who I don't know, but the song Country is called music singer. Dropkick Me Jesus Through the, the Goalposts Goal of, of Life. So you know that one. Yeah. Um, let's see. Fallout Boy. Our lawyer made us change the name of this song so we wouldn't get sued. Um, and is this Ray Stevens? Um, if my nose was running money, I'd blow it all on you. Oh, listen to this. I got to brush off at the Indianapolis of your heart. I lost the race. I've been washed down the sink of your conscience in a theater of your love. I think we know where we're going Flushed with that. from the bathroom of your heart. <laughs> That's it. The great man the in black, Johnny Cash. The website is called bestlife.com, where you can learn how to grill a steak and drink scotch. <laughs> You're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10.
Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. It's Bob and Sherry. So somebody put together a uh, selection of 11 songs that were the best-selling one-hit wonders of all time. Most of them are fairly current. A couple go back maybe a couple of decades. Uh, None of them go back like to the 1950s or something like that because uh, there are just more of us now, and so there are going to be more, um, you know, pieces of music sold. So we're gonna. There's eleven of them. Max put uh, little clips, little clips of each of them, for us to hear. We're gonna go back to 1993 for the first one. It went platinum, and that means a million uh, copies were okay. sold. And here it is. Everybody who's been to a sporting event knows this song. You couldn't go anywhere without hearing that song. I still hear it at dance competitions. I can tell you a little something about this song. Yeah. There was another version of this song by a group called I-95 called Woot, there it is, that mm-hmm. sounds exactly like it. Mm-hmm. And they released it before this one, but this one was recorded before it, and so they got all the credit. Is they that have right? Been fight- there have been people fighting about the rights to this song, and it wasn't settled until 2017. And, and was Tag Team the uh, winner? Tag Team was the winner, they yeah. They were the winner, yeah. But then within Tag Team <laughs> and the management, yeah. who owned the rights to it? And that wasn't settled until uh, 2017. Well, I don't know how much money was involved, but if you're four times platinum, that's four million copies, so there's a lot of money there for yeah. somebody. Yeah. Ooh, there it is! That's right. Yeah, can yeah. you imagine? Number 10. This song, you could not turn the radio on without hearing for about five years. Delilah, I've got so much left to say if every simple song I wrote to you would I love this song so much. This band has had other hits. Yeah, not one, Monsters. One, two, three. Yeah. Plain yeah. White Tears. Not Monsters like Delilah. This is a great song. Oh, it's what you do to me. About that woman that was the Olympian. The Olympic they weren't swimmer. really even involved with each other. He just met her and sort of made this up in his mind. And then she right? she went with him to the Grammys because it was oh, is nominated. that right? Yeah. But they were not a couple. They were never a couple. Huh. All right, that's number ten. Let's go. Oh my God, this next one. These are again, if you're just joining us, are the best-selling one-hit wonders of all time. How can you not like this song? Okay, I know you don't want to get up and do the Macarena. It's it's so infectious. This went four times platinum, so four million copies. That's number nine. Let's go up to number eight. Hinder. Hinder is number eight. I'm going to say what Bob is thinking. This is an entire genre of angry 90s men hollering that drives Bob insane. Stain, Nickelback, and this. Just so much angst that you can barely stand it. I don't like that style of music very much, but it sold 4 million copies. And it's up to to number 8. 
I, I wonder if the band Hinder has a great career with one hit. I mean, can they still get open for at the State Fair in Iowa? Probably. Yeah. You think so? I mean, I don't know. I'd have to go look, but probably. All right, we now get up to number seven best-selling uh, one-hit wonders, and that is by Far East Movement. Not good for the environment. I've had to listen to this quite a bit. I bet. You, you, you don't like the G6 jet? No, I don't like private jets. Now, I know we, we used to fly in them in another lifetime, but... Uh, <laughs> that was a corporate plane. It's still a private plane. It was, and I miss it. <laughs> no, you, you can't Even miss it. Even though it's bad for the environment. It's, it's I miss a lot of things that I can't have. I miss tequila. But... <laughs> I know it's bad. It was fun. I mean, can we not just say that it, it was, was fun? fun? I'm not going to apologize for saying that it was fun and it felt I felt like a rock star. Oh, shut up. You were the bougiest king of the private so jet. So selfish. So selfish. Max, are you kidding me? Which face did he bring to work today of his many faces? You loved it. I didn't realize at the time, because that was how many years ago? I didn't realize at the time either, but I can bad, still say that I it, loved it. It was as bad as it is for pollution. It right, was so bad, but I come still loved it. And I'll tell you, the number one best-selling one-hit wonder group of all time, Prince loved this song so much that he said, I wish I had written this song. That's number one. It's straight ahead. This is Bob and Sherry. It's the Bob and Sherry Off-Air Podcast called The Oddcast. Podcasting. Podcast. With stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast drops every Monday and Friday. Podcast. With uncensored conversations, special guests, and true crime time. I'm sorry, but it's absolutely true. Bob and Sherry Off-Air Podcast. The Oddcast. We got a big podcast to do here. Get it now on the free Bob and Sherry app. BobandSherry.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Bob and Sherry Fun Size. Fun Size. On the free Bob and Sherry app. And we are looking at the biggest one-hit wonder songs of all time. And we uh, have already gone through, whoomp, there it is. And hey there, Delilah, Macarena, Lips of an Angel, Like a G6. And we are up to number six right now. And it is just called Riding. I just feel like they're talking to me when I hear this song. <laughs> well, if they were, if they were talking about literally riding dirty, they would be talking to me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's exactly I'm, right. I'm riding very dirty. All right, we got the top five now, and we're going to start out with Panda. You're gonna have to take over. It's <laughs> not your jam. I, 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 obviously, it's not. I mean, I just, I, I don't want to get into it. It just makes no sense to me. And I know there's guys out there that agree with me. It just makes no sense. There are a lot of things that make no sense to me, and yet I, I, I give them full validity for others. 
it's, oh, I'm not saying people shouldn't, you know, enjoy what I, they. I gotta tell you, I don't, enjoy. I, I don't get it. I don't get Miracle Whip, and yet folks are putting it on their sandwiches right, left, and center. There you go. All right, so um, tell me about number four, because I know you know about number four. Um. You can tell what me don't what you is, know about how to? This is like a wedding yeah. dance floor kind of a song. Ready? Ready? I know how. To, what is the nene part? It's like, a kind I know of the dance. Whip part. No, but what is what is nene? You do something with your legs. You kind of. Watch me. Watch me. <clears throat> Right. Like oh, okay. No, I know I got the whip part, but why do they call it leg movement? Why is it called Nene? You know, I don't. You're doing the stank leg. You can do that. Do your stanky leg. Let me see it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that right now. Do your stanky leg. <laughs> do it. Do your stanky I'm not going to do anything stanky. No, I don't care. I'll give you a tip. You can't. You can't buy me out. <laughs> oh yes, I can. Oh, you're so for sale. Do you think that I'm dancing for money? <laughs> like my, like my private that's, dancer. That's, that's your area. Like where I found you. But I won't tell anyone. When Bob hears nay-nay, that just sounds like saying no to things. That is right in your wheelhouse. I'm surprised you don't like it. Nay-nay is right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I like to nay-nay with Shay-Shay. <laughs> All right, number three, passenger. Here we go. Need the light when it's burning low. Only miss the sun when it starts to snow. Only know you love her when you let her go. Only know you've been high when you're feeling low. Only hate it's a very stylized I voice. love this song. You either stylized. love it or you don't. You know, he, is, he has been solo. In fact, he was solo... When he went by the name Passenger, because that was the name of his band. His name is Michael Rosenberg, but he decided Passenger sounded a lot cooler, so that's why he went with it. You know, he does a great version of Dancing in the Dark, the yeah. Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah. It's a very different type of voice. I mean, it's not my thing, but I mean, I could tell as soon as I heard this song was a hit. It's very, this is one of those songs where... It's a unique song with a violin in the back. There's a lot of truth to it. Sometimes you do only know that you love someone once they're gone. You can't, you can't nay nay with everything, you know. No. All right, so we're up to number two. Oh God, this one. I know Sherry hates. <laughs> Your reaction. I'm sorry, everybody can't see it. <laughs> this was in Rocky Three. He was going against Clubber Lang. Do you know how many copies this song sold? A billion, probably. Eight million copies. Eight million copies. That's an amazing amount for a single. And now we are up to number one, and this is the song that Prince said he wished he had written. This is the greatest breakup song of all time. Somebody that I used to. Anyone who's been through a breakup, that song is the truest. I think it's the greatest yeah, breakup song yeah. of all time. And there's a lot of truth in it. Yeah, you're exactly right. There they are with the Bob and Sherry Show. 
Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. Hi, we're back. And I'm going to say that um, when Mary Lacey texted me the picture that I just posted on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page, I it stopped me in my tracks. I had to sit down because I was laughing so hard. I could not breathe. It was not funny. This is the thing it's that the saddest would picture only ever taken of me. happen to you. I'm like, Karamia, come see this. What happened to Chit Chat? Olivia, look what happened to Bob. It was hysterical. No, enjoy, you know, my pain. This is our little souvenir from Bob's trip to Naples. So tell everybody what happened. All right. So if you're just joining us, you missed the other thing. Um, my wife, you know, was dealing with breast cancer. And I said, I'm going to give you a trip to Italy. This is going to make you feel better. Something to look forward to. She is, uh, she's winning that battle. She's doing fantastic. And so we get over there. We, we Let me just say I had a great time in the Amalfi Coast of Italy. Just a, a, a wonderful hotel. But the driver was not there for us, and the woman who checked us in was screaming at us because we couldn't find the driver. I mean screaming at us. I don't know what the deal was, but uh, I've never been welcomed to a hotel like that in my life. So we finally get up to our room. We settle down. We walk in, and it's a nice room, beautiful view of the Mediterranean. I go, we just have to put this behind us. We just have to forget about it. I know that you know we made a scene in the in the lobby but we have to you start can't let it over. ruin your trip you can't I, I mean i've been looking forward and she's been looking forward to this for months and so uh she's in the bathroom and uh she said would you bring me something and so i walked in and uh she's got a towel wrapped around her i guess she just got out of the shower and i don't know why the, the window was open so because she was only dressed in a towel i closed the sliding door to the bathroom i just closed it and then i gave her the toothpaste or whatever it was Inexplicably, it locked. With you inside. With us inside. And I tried to get it open. It's jammed. And we are inside a steaming hot bathroom. How does anyone get locked inside the bathroom by themselves? I've never had it happen in my life. Now, this is just a few hours after the scene. She has a cell phone, thank God. The, The window, it's like three inches. I... You know, I've lost a little weight, but I can't, can't I can't get, get through. through. <laughs> she calls the manager of the hotel and says, we're locked in the uh, bathroom. He says, oh pardon? We can't get out of the bathroom. Who is this? The Lacey's. Oh. Uh, he tries to come up. The front door I've bolted from the inside. With they, the security bolt. With the security so bolt. They can't get in. He calls us back. I said, it's really hot in here. He goes, I can't get in. I said, what are you going to do? We will have to find another way. They found a busboy who weighed about 110 pounds, who was maybe 18. Like Spider-Man, he scaled the side of the building up to the third floor. Like the guy who uh, saved the baby. Everyone is having dinner. And they're watching him go up. They put down their drinks and go, Spider Man. That's what they they called him, Spider Man. Go, Spider Man. And he goes, Yes. <laughs> he comes over the balcony. He comes in, and he opens oh my the God. door. And there's my wife in a towel. And me sitting on the toilet, and that's the picture that she's just posted. It is the most. Bob is wearing his Nantucket red shorts and a blue shirt. The standard uniform of white guys everywhere. And he's seething with rage sitting on the toilet. It's iconic, this picture. We've been planning this forever. I wanted it to go just 
so smooth. And why would the two incidents happen at the same hotel? I don't know. You're infamous at that hotel. I, the all, Lacey's all long, is a punchline. All week long, Spider-Man. <laughs> it's a Bob and Sherry off-air podcast called the Oddcast. Podcasting. Podcast. With stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast drops every Monday and Friday. Podcast. With uncensored conversations, special guests, and true crime time. I'm sorry, but it's absolutely true. The Bob and Sherry Off-Air Podcast. The Oddcast. We got a big podcast to do here. Get it now on the free Bob and Sherry app, bobandsherry.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Carl, welcome. Hi, Carl. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going great. What you calling about? Well, last time I talked to you guys, we were talking about Dad's weird habit about the uh, Miracle Whip and tomato sandwiches. Um, This time, you guys were talking about chickens a little bit last week. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Um, And you said how they can tell you, like, how the chicken lived its life. I got to tell you a couple of things. One, meat chickens only live about 8 to 12 weeks. Well, there's an egg company and a chicken company that, that they tell you a little bit about the chicken's life before you eat it, which seems a little bit gruesome, but okay. So you're telling us that a meat chicken, that's an unpleasant I, I know. term, isn't it? I, I, it really is. A meat is. chicken only yeah. lives for, did you say eight weeks? Yeah, 8 to 12 weeks is the industry standard. Uh, when I was in 4-H, we'd raise them for uh, two to three months, roughly. Jeez, I thought they, you know, I'd see them on the farm in movies, and I always thought they'd be out there. They'd like, be doing that chicken strut yeah, that kind strut of a thing. thing and pecking in the barnyard. Yeah, and maybe that, for like four or five years. Are but, those are those egg chickens that are doing that, Carl? Yeah, that would be your egg layers would do that, because egg layers, if you're not a professional organization with egg layers. Uh-huh. Uh, you can keep them around the farm. You know, they'll go eat whatever and scratch around and yeah. kill a few parasites and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. Your meat chickens, they don't live that long. Both parasite, meat chicken thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to, when I leave later on, I'm going to try to leave it behind me. I'm going to try to have a salad. Yeah. That's yeah. What I'm try to do. <laughs> Oh my! Well, I've learned so I never realized. But, but this. it's important to understand yeah. about our food, you oh, know, yeah. so that we have greater reverence for the food and yes. also more respect for the farmers yes, and the growers. Right. Were you brought up in the food? Were you brought up on the farm, Carl? Oh, not only was I brought up on the farm, I actually teach ag science for high school too. So. Oh, that's great. Are are kids open to uh, learning about agricultural science? Um, the was an elective. For most of them, so the ones that choose to take it are pretty open to it. Uh-huh. Um, I've got a I've got a wheel class, so I'll see all of the seventh graders of the school district will roll through here. Uh, some of them are not as receptive, but they didn't have a choice to take it, so that might be part of the difference. Yeah. So, do you live in a rural area? I mean, do these kids live on farms? Some of them do. Some of them are not on the farm anymore. They're farm adjacent they're not actually on the farm yeah yeah okay um my uh one of our bonus twins was in future farmers of america do you head that up at your school i'm the ffa advisor see there you go and he got after he got out of high school he got chickens and he was such a good chicken farmer but then a coyote came and got all of his chickens and that was a very sad ending to this story (laughs) As it was coming I, I out of my mouth. That, that it's would a be, Disney movie. That would be three things I want to leave behind when I want to leave the studio later today. And then he didn't.
have the heart for more chickens after that because he had gotten very attached. <laughs> Future Farmers of America. There's another class that didn't call me. <laughs> Carl, that's great. So you live on the farm now, do you? No, unfortunately, no. I've just got an apartment with me and the cat. That's the only animal I'm in charge of at the moment. So. All right. Well, that's But is fine. your dream to get out there and have some land and, and have some animals and grow your own food? I'd, I'd love to do it. I mean, if I could go back home and could find a teaching position closer to home, I'd go back in a heartbeat. Yeah. So. All right. That was sad, too. Uh, <laughs> poor things. Poor Carl stuck with his cat in some miserable slum Apartment. in the inner city, and he What's just the- wants to go back to the farm. What's the cat's name, <laughs> Carl? Uh, the cat's name is Mocha. So. And, it, and have you had Mocha for a long time? Uh, he'll be three coming up soon so. so you have lots and lots of years left with mocha yes yes you do yes hopefully my hands will be able to handle all the scratches so oh mocha's yeah mocha's a yeah mocha's a <laughs> an aggressive cat another one bob yeah do you have a um a, like a partner a girlfriend <laughs> or a boyfriend or whatever carl um yeah I, I do have a girlfriend so is it serious do you like her yeah, it's, it's getting there. I hope she's not listening. That's my Bob. That's yeah, me too. Well, actually, that's 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 on him. Yeah, I mean, and his girlfriend, who we hope is not listening. And that's what every radio personality wants to say. I hope she's not listening. Only on this show are we rooting to not have an audience. And you know why? Because we care because about we everyone care. that we do have. We care. I'd yeah. rather have one less than have one with hurt feelings, wouldn't you? Not really, but I'd like to have them all. I could get richer, <laughs> but you know. Carl, um, well, good luck. And I hope that you're able to get back to the farm. Me too. Yeah. Carl, great to know you. And you're doing good work there with the kids. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All I right. have reverence for teachers, yep. Carl. Yep. Thank you That's for right. all that you're doing. Take care. Okay. All well, right. I think we learned a lot there. Yeah. We'll have lot to uh, do when we leave. When the kids were little and I took them to the uh, state fair, Uh we went into the barn that had the meat rabbits. Oh, yeah. And my girls, of course, their whole relationship to the rabbit was the Easter bunny. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, Olivia could read at that point. And she sounds it out. She's like, meat rabbit, meat rabbit, Mm. meat rabbit. Is that because they eat meat? Mm. Yes, sweetheart. They are some meat loving bunnies in this barn up in here. Okay, that's six. All right, we, we'd love to hear from you. DM us on Facebook, shoot us an email at bobandsherry.com or a talkback message on our free app. It's Bob and Sherry. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to cleanorigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to cleanorigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's clean, O-R-I-G-I-N.com, code RADIO10.
Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. The Fun Size Podcast, a shareable taste of the show at our website or the free, free Bob and Cherry app. We got Crystal on the line. And Bob, do you remember when we were talking about that tick bite that if you get it, it makes you allergic to red meat? Yes. Well, guess what? Get out of here. That's Crystal. Hey, Crystal. Crystal, how you doing? <laughs> what happened? I'm not okay. <laughs> huh? What happened? I'm, well, I was perfectly fine, and I was at a Mexican restaurant with my girlfriend, and we were eating and just enjoying a girl's day, and all of a sudden, I went into anaphylaxis. Wow. Nowhere. What? So we rushed to the hospital, and they still didn't know. What were you eating? What were, what were you eating, Crystal, when this happened? I was eating steak taco, but that wasn't it. Because it, it takes three to six hours to have a reaction. So wow. actually, what I ate for lunch is what caused it. And what were you so eating? I ate what, pork. You ate pork for lunch. Yeah. So in the hospital, the first day after they gave me the epi and everything and got everything under control, then the steak taco kicked in. So I had another reaction. Oh my! When I started gosh. digesting the steak taco, yeah. So, so basically, what? the tick yeah bites you after it bites a mammal and injects alpha gal in you. They carry alpha gal as a <clears> carbohydrate. So what? What does this so, mean? You can't eat. You can't eat meat at no, all. No red meat. No pork. Can you eat chicken? I can eat chicken, but that's it. I can't even drink milkshakes. You so you can't right, have any dairy either. Wow. High fat dairy. Some people can, but like the week after when they go, okay, we think it might be alpha gal, avoid red meat. I was living off of chicken and milkshakes. So I was like, oh, I could do this. Well, my head started swelling up. It kept swelling up and swelling up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm dying. And come to find out, no, it was the milkshakes. I should is have avoided. There, is there a long-term cure for this or what's the deal? No, there no. isn't. And that's the crazy part. Yes. You can get away. Your numbers could go to zero uh-huh. and you might be able to eat it again. The chances of you coming out of it are pretty good, but there's people that don't come out of it. So as long as I don't get bit by any more ticks, wow. apparently my number won't go up. Well, no, I'm, I'm, like wait, stop, 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 stop. Yes or no? Can you eat <laughs> maybe, red meat? Maybe. So she she d- you don't know she whether know you yet. can eat red meat at this point? Oh, no. At this point, it'll send me into anaphylaxis. Wow. And I mean, my nickname as a kid was T-Bone. Like, I love steak. This is awful. And right now, they won't even let me drink wine. And I have teenagers. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? Just kill me Wait, now. <laughs> why can't why can't you have any wine? It's my they said it's the histamine levels that it could raise your histamine levels and they're like and stress. I'm like, well if you gave me wine, I wouldn't be stressed out because I have teenagers. So I which one? The teenagers or the wine. I can't believe this. You are the living you are so living in a tacos? Bob and Sherry hell. Yeah, steak tacos, no wine. I did find Ben and Jerry's has a non-dairy double fudge ice cream that's not really ice cream, but it actually tastes pretty good. 
But I feel like if they gave me my wine back, I could handle it. I can live off wine and chicken. How about vodka? You know? <laughs> How about vodka? Can you can you have vodka and chicken? Vodka, I did. I actually snuck one vodka drink the other day when I was with my girlfriend. I did really good. So I was kind of a rebel. <sighs> but, um, yeah, and I'm actually going Thursdays to Nashville to one of the doctors that founded this. And what's crazy, this tracks back all the way to Martha Stewart. This, the way they found this was a cancer drug that people kept going into anaphylaxis. Well, they were about to tell the SBA and another organization, and her stock guy found out about it and told her because his medicine was about to crash and burn, and she sold her stock, and that's why. <gasps> oh, yeah. that's wow. the stock that she sold and got in trouble. Yeah, wow. so that's how they found that, hey, humans are carrying this, yeah. and then they put two and two together where it come from a tick. All right, so Crystal, where where do you think you uh, got con- got contact with this tick? What were you doing? Oh, my house. In your house? All day long. Yeah, because I live on four acres, and I have one of those old plantation on the beautiful landscape, and I'm always out there doing it. Yeah, yeah. And I found a chick in the back, stuck on the back of my head. I almost died. Like, I was oh. like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And I had posted it online. And I was like, what is this? And everybody's like, oh, you're good. That tick's fine. No, it wasn't. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to no, ask if you knew the tick that had gotten you, and you do. Well, I think it was that tick. Um, that was the only tick I had on me can that you, I know of. Can you believe the people online go, yeah, there's no problem. Who are these people? They don't these, have any the, any scientific you know, background. I'm telling you, these this is, why, this is one of the reasons why I say the internet has been bad for us. So, Crystal, can you even believe? Because this whole tick bite red meat thing is is relatively new. Can you even believe that you personally are experiencing this bizarre thing? I think I can because I'm that person that makes fun of vegans, and I feel like this is God paying me back. Are you Catholic? (laughs) Are are you Catholic? I'm not Catholic. But vegans just scare me because now they scare me even more because they would choose to live this way. (laughs) You're crazy. I just can't imagine God's going, God's going, this Middle East thing, I'm working on this, you know, the world hunger, I'm working on this, and... She made fun of vegans. I'm going to get her. I'm going to get Crystal. Yeah. I'm going to show yes, her. I'm not make fun of vegans. That is the only thing. I'm a good person, so I don't understand why this happened to me. But, yeah, it's me. So, I mean, it's insane. And even the doctor, the ER doctor, told me, he was like, this isn't even around here. I don't even think this is it. He was like, you would be literally the 1%. And I looked at my friend, and I was like, I will be the one percent. That's my lot. I feel and I feel so bad. I, there you ho- go. I hope so I hope long term. Really know about this. Like I hope long term that this is going to be clear, cur- uh, curable for you. I mean, this is that's a lot to uh, go through. I could see not being able to eat red meat or pork. Yes, but, but then you take the wine too. Like that's I too know. much. That's I could I could stay with chicken and fish, but you can't have yeah. everything. Can you imagine if this it, happened to exactly. me? Exactly. And Bob, then it Bob, was Bob. even more embarrassing, like the when the firefighters come in Rome, Georgia, yeah. they're the most gorgeous firefighters. So they had me sitting up in the ambulance working on me the second time I went to anaphylaxis. And like the paramedic like lifted up my shirt and I look like a busted can of biscuits in front of all these hot firefighters. My husband thinks that's hilarious. I was like, oh, just, just let me die. Don't even work on me. Like, 
I love you, Crystal. I do too, I wish Crystal. You lived yeah, next I, door. I don't worry about how you look topless <laughs> when you're about to die. Jeez. If this happened to you, you couldn't work with me. There'd be no dealing with you. You, you would, couldn't. We, we would. We'd we have would to have, euthanize We'd have you. to end it. We'd have we'd to have put to Bob down. It. It's Bob and Sherry. <laughs> It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. We have an exciting update on the status of our co-worker, Double M, who, um, if you've been following this saga, they had him in an office with enormous 8-foot-tall, 10-foot-wide windows facing directly into the sun. They would not give him curtains. They would not give him shades. He was crouched behind his desk because he was getting sun poisoning on his head. So the temperature in that office rose to about 190 and it was blinding. You couldn't, yeah. he couldn't see his computer screen. I know. He was huddled over like I a small it. frightened animal. Right. So then we come in this week and double M has been moved to a much nicer office. <laughs> now this one has no door. So he's got <laughs> no door. And there's a screen between him and another person. And this one also has giant windows with blinds, but that's not that's not the actual update. We're happy that Double M is out of the sun now because he's a very pale man and we were concerned. <laughs> they moved someone else into Double M's old office, the sunroom. And within minutes of that employee being placed there, Double M joins us right now. Tell us what happened. Here it comes. Oh, they 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 he got curtains <laughs> now, he goes oh hey can i get curtains and they go yeah and they went right now they, they got her curtains tim uh, how, how many how many days did it take for this person to get curtains five shankers on the back of my hat <laughs> he Not got days. curtains he got curtains the day he moved in i had scabs he walked into that office with a box full of stuff, took one look at the windows and said, can I get some curtains? And they went, yeah, cool. Okay. The next day. Meanwhile, oh, the he, next has, day. he has damage to the back of his head. I have lumps in the back of my head. My <laughs> ear was falling off. I mean, at the, at the end of my workday, my glass glasses were sideways. <laughs> the sweats. I mean, it was... So, do, you, do you harbor um, <laughs> animosity toward this new person in, in your former office with the... They look like burlap. They're ugly the bur- curtains. They are. They're burlap. Are, I mean, they're curtains. ugly. Who picked those out? Those I don't are, know. I don't know. Those are ugly. I think one of the engineers did. And boy, you can tell. I would never tell him that, but I just told the rest of the nation. Yeah. It was really ugly. Yeah. Right. So, so double M, you're sitting at your new desk with your shades, with your window blinds, and you saw that the curtains were being installed via email. How did you? How did you feel in that moment? How did you react? I thought, what do you have that I don't have? I said, are you kidding me? I mean, our engineer went out in 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 millimeters of seconds and said and got it done yeah he goes oh i gotta go get him curtains for this now let's talk about the new office yeah it's, now it's, it's lovely next, it's it's nice it we has, call it the again, door we call it the doris day zone because right. it's all white everything is white it's it, and i don't need to be in the executive office i mean i'm in between the most Two right. important people right. in the building here. You are. Which, you're you're which, right between the the uh, the director of sales the, and the general manager. And the general EVP. manager, right? But there is no door. There's there's actually. It's not just that there's no door. I want you to imagine a room that's missing its fourth wall, 
It's more like Double M is now on a stage and, than he is in a and, show. And, and everyone who goes to get coffee has to walk by you. Oh, hey, Tim, what are you doing? You know, just, so uh, people just are talking to you all day, aren't yeah. they? Did they tell you they would give you a door? Uh, not yet. We'll see. Well, no, that's not true. Have you asked yet? I have asked. So uh-huh. we'll see how long this takes. What did they say when you said, can I get a door? I got to check my emails. <laughs> um, let's take bets. I'm going with eight months. I'm going with never. I'm going with no never. door. I'm going with no door. I'm, I'm going with they're going to get him one of those accordion binder things that you can like just oh, block good. off that oh, area. That's good. You know, yeah. like you buy for your daughter yeah. when they go the to the beach. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Do you like ever I, get the feeling that you're in that movie, The Sixth Sense, and you're the only one that doesn't know you're dead? Is that a Stephen King movie? <laughs> As we like to say around here, Tim, good luck to you. <laughs> it's the best Bob and Sherry. Best, the best. You guys kill me. I love you, Bob and Sherry. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to bobandsherry.com. Hi, joining us right now on the show is Jackie. Girl, welcome. Come on in. Hi, Jackie. Hi. Hello. Th- th- thanks for calling us. What's up with you? Well, I right now I'm on vacation visiting my mom and dad. And so while I was here, I was thinking of my uncle. And so that's when I was <laughs> decided to call in and tell you a little bit about him. Uh-huh. What was up with your uncle? Well, he's just a strange character. He he was married for 35 years, and they they hated each other. They didn't speak for the last 15 years of their marriage. And so when they finally got a divorce, he started going to these nudist colonies. And uh, I don't know much about what he did there or anything else, but I just know that one day I was just sitting out here with my mom and dad, and he came out, and he had this one that he wanted to go to, I think in Missouri, and he said, I can't go there by myself. You have to have a partner. Would you go with me? Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't even know if he was actually serious, but it, it wasn't, he wasn't trying to be creepy on me. He just wanted to get in there. Jackie yeah, was in her early yeah. 20s at the time. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. So, yeah. So I was, I was. Probably about 21 or 22. Yeah. So how was it, Jackie? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't go. You didn't go? uh, He did this in front of your mom and dad. What did your mom and dad say? Well, my dad wasn't there. Uh, My mom was there, and she probably just rolled her eyes at him because he's he's a lot older than her. They're like 18 years apart. And so... Guys, you know, uh, I have to... Let me just jump in here. Guys, Guys are so basic. So the guy is married 35 years. They They've hated each other. Almost all that time, they didn't speak for almost 15 years. As soon as he gets rid of her, he says, you know what? I am taking my pants off and I'm going to go see some people. (laughs) (laughs) Only a guy thinks that way. I I just can't imagine living like what you just described. I know. We we hate each other. We haven't spoken for 15 years. Was that that more shocking to you than him going to the nudist? Yeah. I mean, asking asking his niece to go is probably... That's, you know, that's a little uncomfortable, but yeah. it takes a hot second to whip your clothes <laughs> off. But to live for 15 years in an icy, angry silence... If I asked you to... If I wanted to be a nudist, but I had to have a partner and I wasn't married... I'd go with you. You really wouldn't? Oh, yeah, I'd go with You're you. You're kidding me. Yeah, I'd go with you. Yeah. I'd go with you because, first of all, knowing you... 
there's going to be two things that have to happen. And one of them is sunscreen. And you don't really like um, strangers touching you. So I know whose job the backside is going to be. That's going to be me. Hey, do me a favor. Don't tell Kevin, all right? (laughs) (laughs) He has, he builds things. He's got like hammers and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin's reaction if I told him, I'm going to be late Friday. Um, Bob, Bob's. He Bob's feels, got a wild hair. He feels awkward going to the Whispering Pines adult nudist colony alone. And so I said I would go with him because you know how he is about sunscreen. And, um, I'm just gonna, you know, if he was left the hell alone for the weekend, I think he'd be okay with it. He, this was his reaction. Is there any way you could take Sam and also the girls? <laughs> Oh my goodness! Well, so is your uncle? And tell me about your uncle and your aunt. Is he happier now as a free nudist? Yes, he he lives in Texas most of the time. He has a girlfriend that she lets him visit sometimes, but not all the time. He um, he's he's very awkward in many other ways. He's he's really cheap. He wouldn't afford. He wouldn't buy enough toilet paper when my mom came to visit. Um, he he's. Boy, that's I, uh, I, I got to tell you, that's like a uh, baseline for me. If I'm visiting yeah. somebody's house, if you're not coming up with the TP, I got to stay in the Holiday yeah, Inn. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't require that we have organic almond milk in the fridge. Right. But if you're handing me a corn cob when I head into the bathroom, that's just I, I, I got to go to the to the motel. But, but you know, her uncle is different. Like, think about yeah, it. You yeah. know, he's a, a back to basics kind of guy. Well, if you spent yeah. 15 years stifling yourself from talking, you know. How did they stay married like that with all that silent rage for 15 years? I'm not sure. Um, she, she still lives around here. He went, When it was my wedding, he wanted to pay for the reception, but then he said she couldn't come. And I said, no, thank you. I, I want everybody to come and you can not pay for it. I, and he didn't actually pay for the whole reception, just he wanted to give me some money for it. That is That is one of the most yeah. awkward things, I think. Uh, adults have yeah. to face when there's a wedding and maybe you're financially involved in it and yet you say to the bride or the groom nah i i really don't want them to come I, and they want them to come i think that is the most immature and selfish position to yeah. take yes. i'm sorry yeah. i do you mm-hmm. you yeah. shouldn't do that to you anybody right suck it up mm-hmm. suck it up i mean you're willing to wipe your butt with a corn cob and play volleyball naked you can't endure a wedding reception with your ex you make a good point you make Come a very on, good people. point there. wow well that that was uh i have never heard of uh, of an uncle asking a niece <laughs> to get naked with him at a at a uh i'm picturing one of your nieces and you having that conversation uh, well i'm not picturing it's not it's getting erased. You know the men in black thing where they point that thing the at your head? That's what I need right now. That's what I want. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. You'll like this, Bob. So January is um, known uh, as the month of diets because of New Year's resolution. We all lived on cookies and crap over the holidays and then everybody rolls into January and they're going to just, it's a brand new cleansing detox. This year is going to be different. So I was reading an article about why it is when you're trying not to eat certain foods that you suddenly see those foods everywhere. Oh yeah. And connect it to that is when people are shown a picture of pizza and then given like an easy memory quiz 
they do really poorly on it because there's something about pizza that that hijacks their brain. It short circuits the human brain, <laughs> and I knew you would love that. I do love it. I do love it. It's like there you if are. If you haven't had one for a while and you see a, like a really good looking one, that's all you can think about until you get one. It's like there you are. You're kind of cruising along. You're not having the best day ever, but you're doing all right. Yeah. And then you see pizza. Right. And apparently, after you see that pizza, you might as well just go home. Well, here's your the thing. brain is done. Here's the thing. As as they say, even bad pizza is good. But if you see a picture of a really good pizza, not only is it delicious looking, not only does your memory say that is a delicious thing to eat, but it's available and it's not that expensive. If you see, and it's if, everywhere. If you see a Maserati and you say, oh, what a car. But you know you can't get a Maserati. You can get a pizza. Even gas station pizza is better than no in, pizza in a, in at all. In a pinch. All. In yeah. a pinch. That's right. Some yeah. guy just came up with an invention, and I hate this guy. It's a pizza cutter, like a roller thing, and on the other end of it is a fork. So you can cut, cut the piece, it, and then, then turn it around, and eat the pizza. I... I don't think I can be friends with anybody who eats pizza with a fork. I do. You eat pizza with a if fork? If it's hot and messy, yeah. All right, I'll give you one one bite. All right, the first bite when it's steaming, steaming hot, if it's a good pizza restaurant. And by the way, not all of them do come out as hot as they should. They should come out as literally as hot as hell. <laughs> I mean, that's how I want it. Maybe the first bite, because you're smelling it, you're smelling the oil, and you just have to have it. You don't want to cool I can see the first bite. Beyond that, no. Kevin makes fun of me for two things. One, I eat pizza with a knife and fork. And two, I put salt on it. But to be fair, I put salt on my salt. I just love salty things so yes, much. Yes, cheese. Wow. Are, are you smoking cigarettes behind my back? No, no. I like my pizza. And my uh, daughter's the same way. I like my pizza on a fork and salty. I love salty things. Well, why don't you go to a Chinese restaurant and put a little salt on that, too? Now, I don't put salt on Chinese food. Of course I, not. I do put salt on pizza. I, I don't. I'm surprised at you. At Christmas. I hate to say this. A little disappointed. Are you disappointed? Yeah. Um, at Christmas dinner, Joni, that's my sister wife. That's my husband's first wife. Joni's mom said, she saw me putting salt on my salt. Mm-hmm. And she said, salt on oh. Salt on your pizza? I know we didn't have pizza for Christmas dinner, but I was salting things that she believed did not need salt. Oh, yeah. And I said, oh, no, everything needs salt. I'd like to put some salt right on my salt. And and she said, oh, that's going to catch up to you. And I just thought, well, you know, and when it does, I'll deal with it. But until then. Mm, so, I, so I went for salty, my, check, salty. My, my yearly checkup, which I do um, every four years. <laughs> and so... <laughs> The t- the t- Listen, every guy knows what I'm talking about. And so uh, the doctor said, um, so what's going on? I said, um, I was told that I need to cut down on uh, sodium. So I've been trying to eat a lot of food that is uh, doesn't have salt in it. And my doctor, my internist said, well, that's a crazy idea. Food would taste terrible without salt. Thank you. My doctor said Thank that. Thank you very, very much. Yeah, yeah. You do have to be careful, though, if you have a problem with it. So you and I, have I, to, will, I have to say that to the salt, uh, low-sodium community. You and I will go out to lunch, and I will put salt on my pizza, and then I'll eat it with a fork, That's and you'll fine. just deal with it. No, you'll just eat it in the next no, booth. You'll just deal You're going to eat in the oh, next booth. No, I don't think so. I'm putting a wall up here. I can't even look at you. <laughs> You're listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. 
Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. I clicked through to uh, an article about an old, I think it must come from like the 1950s, an old parenting manual Yeah. that I guess was published in England or London. Mm-hmm. And, and it was exactly what you would not do with a baby today. But mm-hmm. this baby, according to this this baby's day, which starts at 6 a.m. and, ten, and ends at 11 p.m., um, at least twice a day, you take the baby outside to um, give it a sun bath and air it out. You air the baby out. Uh, yes, that I believe you happened back then. You would never take a baby out now and give the baby a sun bath. You would never do that. You no. would never do that. Have you ever seen pictures of uh, a tenement in New York City around that same period? What was that, around 1900? No, this is in the 50s. Oh, in the 50s. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, these, are, these are pictures that were taken in the 19, early 1900s. And it was common in small apartments. Let's say the, the building was a mid-rise, 10 stories, that you had this cage that you would put and it would attach to the window of your apartment. And you'd put the baby? And you'd put the baby in the cage, 10 floors five floors, 10 floors, whatever it was, sometimes on a fire escape, it was, it was, you know, holding on to something still, but the baby was hanging out of a window, 10 floors up floors up to get air for the baby outside. And I must say, by the way, air in New York, even then was not the greatest. What is it with, it must be a generational thing. What is it with grandmothers and taking the baby to air it out because when my daughter was an infant, my firstborn was an infant, grandma Jackie and my mom were both like, let's get this baby outside. Like she's two days old. Like, what are you talking about? We got to get this baby outside. It's, it's the concept of fresh air. It has to be fresh air for the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen to what Max said about what his mother would say to he and his brother. You kids get outside and get the stink blown off. Yeah, I mean, get this thing blown y'all, off. Y'all didn't have any Mr. Bubble <laughs> in Scranton? I mean, come on. She was hoping for a rain and a good breeze. She was hoping we just would somehow disappear. I could. I mean, I remember when they were babies, They would. I would take them for a walk, and they would fall asleep in their stroller. Right. Who, I would, if you put me in a baby stroller and walked me right now, I would fall asleep too. It must be great. Right. But the idea of putting them in the stroller... And then putting them outside, I think it was my mom who told me that when we were babies, she would put us in the pram and put us in the yard or the driveway, and then she'd head in and clean. You she would, would leave you outside? Yeah, you would never do that now. No, you wouldn't. I love the thing about the sun. All right, let's get this infant-facing old Saul. You know, <laughs> come on. So what I love about this is in the summertime, um, they're not complete savages. In the summertime, we give the baby a 9 a.m. sun bath. The oh, I see. The sun intense. is the sun is not as intense. And in the winter time, uh-huh. we don't take the baby out till approximately 
1 p.m. for right. a sunbath. Right. So the day starts at 6 a.m. where we, we feed, we change, we hold the baby for a little bit, and then the baby goes back in the crib. Yeah. Then at 9 a.m., the baby gets a drink of water. And this I'm reading directly from this book. It says here, quote, allow to kick on bed without clothes. So we strip the baby and we put the baby on the bed and let the baby kick for a little bit. I don't think that's a bad thing. No, but it's just odd that it's... It, it is odd, then at but I don't think it's a bad thing. Baby gets a bath, you hold them again. Yeah. And then at 10 a.m., you put the baby outdoors to sleep until 1 p.m. where you give the baby a drink of water. Leaving my kid outside like that. With, unsupervised, uh, Unsupervised. Yeah. Even if I had a closed-in backyard, I don't think I'm doing that. At 2 p.m., we take the baby for an outing, and this word is in quotes even in this book, and some mothering, huh? whatever that means. And then there's uh, we give the baby some orange juice at 4 o'clock, and then another bath, and then we feed the baby, we hold the baby. See, what I like about this, I like a couple of things about this, actually. And one of them is the baby's being held a lot because we all know that babies that were not held very much sometimes have later in life emotional problems. You have to hold a baby. See, I disagree. This baby is only being held four times a day, according to this schedule. This is very rigid. But you don't know how long the like, baby's being held for. A baby well, could be held for like a half an hour here and there. Based on the amount of time between these activities, oh. there's not much. Oh, yeah. okay. Like, this is not attachment. This is not Dr. Sears' attachment parenting at all. Okay. Put the baby outdoors to sleep. Can you imagine? Just walking away. Now, I can tell you there was there's a true case. It happened in, it was after World War II in New Jersey, and I can't remember the exact year, but um, a young mother changed her little precious baby boy and put him out in the stroller and went inside, and in less than 10 minutes, the baby was abducted. Yeah. It was one of the first big yeah. kidnapping cases that had nothing to do with, like, rich people. Because mm-hmm. this was after the Lindbergh baby and all mm-hmm. of that. Right. This was not, like, rich people or status. This was just a snatch and grab. Yeah. And those, I'm not those sure those people stories, put their babies out again after that. Those stories, there might be only one instance, and there are millions of babies, but that one it, story is enough. It changes. To, to shut things down. Everything. Yeah, that's right. It's Bob and Sherry. Ways to get in touch with the Bob and Sherry Show. Stick your head out a window and yell, Hey, Bob and Sherry. Hey, Bob and Sherry! Get the Bob and Sherry free app for your phone and leave us a talkback message. Hey, Bob and Sherry. Email us through the Bob and Sherry website, bobandsherry.com, or email us hello at bobandsherry.com. Or you can call 1-844-52-SHERRY. Hello, Bob and Sherry. Leave us a DM on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Or you can just kick it old school and yell out the window. Hey! Bob and Sherry! Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to bobandsherry.com. There's some sort of a law in this country, I don't know who started the law, that you can only eat comfort food uh, up until March. (laughs) After that, you know, no comfort food is permitted in the United States or people will come and put you in prison. Here are the uh, top comfort foods. See if you agree. Number 10, donuts. Definitely. I wouldn't wouldn't put that on it, but I'm not a donut eater. But I could see how it could get on the comfort food list. Yep, definitely. Number nine, fried chicken. Definitely. Did you see that the the KFC in England ran out of chicken? 
because they only use fresh chicken. And when they ran out of fresh chicken, they ran out of chicken. I, I was so impressed that. by that. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. They have the right to do that? Well, what, aren't you glad that they did? Mm-hmm. Because look what that, you know what? That makes you want to go eat some KFC, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, is it only in England, the fresh chicken? That would be sad, wouldn't it? That would. We, there's a lot of things that they get over there that's, that we don't that's get. That's got to be company wide. That's got to be company wide be? because because yeah. otherwise it would it would be different. Yeah. Uh, number eight comfort food is cookies, especially chocolate chip. Yeah. Yeah. Mashed potatoes. Yes. Why do you like mashed potatoes so much? You used to hate potatoes. You used I to call know. potatoes evil love, and poisonous. I love potatoes, but mm-hmm. potatoes are just such a giant carb. Um, I I hardly ever make them. I make mashed potatoes maybe twice a year. Yeah. I'm off of French fries again. I'm not eating any French fries. Oh, and you'll probably lose forty pounds this week. You, know, like you want me to die? Man. Do you want me to die? <laughs> like a typical Seriously. man? Would you like me to just die? <laughs> this is no. This is how y'all are. Jeez. I've given up French fries for the week and I've lost forty pounds. Oh, shut up. Fine. Sorry. Where did that hate come? That's you scary. know it's true. That's you scary. know Bob, it's, it's not true. just you. They do it to all, to all men. Yeah, they don't like mm-hmm. that because it's metabolism. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm an athlete. What can I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm an athletic dog walker. Uh, number six, this is my favorite. This should be number one, macaroni and cheese. Oh, man, I love macaroni and cheese Jeremy so and I were much. just having this conversation but there are two schools of thought with mac and cheese. Um, baked, where it's firm and has some crunchiness on top. Yeah. Or soupy. I yeah. don't like soupy. I don't either. I don't want to go to that school. Uh, number five, French fries. If they're really good, I do like them a lot. But they have to be really good, and I'm, I'm off of them right now because they are no good for you. Number four, pizza. Yeah, I'm never giving that up. I don't call it comfort food because I don't care what month it is. I'm eating pizza. I would never really, eat pizza. Up. Really good pizza. Number three is ice cream. You don't eat ice cream, do you? I can't. Yeah. It's not a judgment thing. I can't. Isn't there some kind of, you know? Yeah, it's made out of soybeans, and that automatically yeah. seems yeah, less I don't appealing, want any of that. doesn't it? Or rice or whatever. There's nothing else that they. Well, I can have sorbet if it yeah. doesn't have any milk. That's in not it. the same, though. It's not. Uh, number two is chocolate, just a bar of chocolate. A good a, a good bar of dark chocolate is delicious. It's not overly sweet. See, when you say comfort food, I don't think of things like chocolate and donuts and ice cream. I think of yeah. things like lasagna and mac and cheese yeah. and fried chicken and mashed yeah. potatoes and, yeah, and a I giant bowl you. of tater tots seasoned with your own tears eaten in the dark. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah, that no, everybody... you're right. You're right. They should have put that on here. They should have put that and not chocolate. That was stupid. And uh, number one is a grilled cheese sandwich. I I love that. A good grilled cheese, yeah. You know, here's the thing with the grilled cheese sandwich. It's only really good if you're using like Wonder Bread, white bread, you know? I mean, I'll I'll eat the grilled cheese sandwich with the uh, thicker wheat, but it's, I don't know, man. If you're doing a classic grilled cheese with tomato soup, you're right. You have yeah. to have the white bread. Yeah. But there's a lot to be said for a grilled cheese made out of like ciabatta or mm-hmm. um, like a chewy dense Oh, I'll bread. eat that. I'll yeah. eat that. But the classic one, the one that you would have like at your house on a rainy day with tomato soup. That's, I most associate that meal with trick-or-treating because that's what my mom would, when we were tiny um, before we moved out west. Uh-huh. 
My mom on Halloween would make Campbell's tomato soup and grilled cheese before we how went the, How did the trick-or-treaters like that when they came? Everybody got a bite? Well, she, you know. Open up, kid. We'd run out of bowls, and they'd have to cup their hands, <laughs> and then the little punks would cry because it was hot or whatever. I know. That's when America started going soft. So soft. Yeah. Um, the mac and cheese now, it's all over the place. It's in fancy restaurants, even with, like, lobster mac and cheese. Truffles. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I was in a restaurant the other day, and one of the desserts, and it was a, it was a fairly nice restaurant. One of the desserts was some form of s'mores. And I thought, hey, can't you people do something other than what we ate at a campfire? You know, I mean. They're trying to be clever by doing a throwback retro thing, you know, and then making it fancier. I read a, a little thing about a restaurant that did a deconstructed s'mores for dessert. And basically, here's what it was. Instead of a graham cracker, a toasted marshmallow, and a piece of chocolate, you got um, this little like ramekin of crumbs. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. A little ramekin of crumbs, a shot glass of some really overpriced cocoa drink, and the chef had spun a marshmallow out of I don't know hopes and dreams, mm-hmm. and it arrived on like on the plate. And the, here's what you had to do: you were to pick up the marshmallow, dip it in the crumbs, stuff it in your mouth, and shoot down the chocolate. And it was yeah, probably no. yeah no. I, don't I mean, don't you so. just want a s'more? You know what? Just hearing the waiter go on and on about what chef is doing with it. Chef makes his own marshmallows <laughs> using heirloom duck eggs. The egg whites are coddled in the pocket of the chef's kitchen pants <laughs> for approximately 16 minutes before being emulsified in a precious antique earthenware bowl. <laughs> Using natural, unrefined raw sugar. From chef's pants to your mouth. Oh, my God. Just bring me a donut. Let's be done with it. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the best Bob and Sherry. (laughs) That's the best. You guys kill me. I love you, Bob and Sherry. Oh, thank Thank you so much. Leave us a talk back. Talk back. With the free Bob and Sherry app. What is the most offensive television show of all time? Okay, so now we are we staying away from cable, premium cable? Are we talking about the big three networks? We're talking about uh, four networks. So ABC, yeah. NBC, CBS, Fox. And Fox. Is it Married with Children? That is on there. That is number, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Married with Children is number five. I'm going to start with number one. Okay. And then we'll, we'll get on the list here. Um, the number one. Most offensive TV show of all time is South Park. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, didn't, I, think, get I it. didn't think that was going to be it, but how, that's what it is. How yeah. could it not be? Yeah. But South that was Park. on the four big four networks? It was on uh, Fox, right? No. No. What was it on? Comedy Central. Oh, yeah. Comedy Central. Well, I guess they uh, they went beyond they those four. Yeah. But uh, there's nothing here that's that was on HBO or anything like that. Number two. Family Guy. Yeah, I can see it. I like Family Guy. I liked it actually better than South Park. Number three, we're going in another direction here of the most offensive shows of all time, Jerry Springer. Yeah, I can say, I guess, well... It's offensive for a different reason. First of all, it's tasteless. If Jerry's offensive, what is Mari? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mari's not not even on the list. Yeah. Uh, Right after Jerry Springer, this, I didn't expect to see this one on here. All in the Family. I, I think for its time, for its, yeah. like you for have to time. kind of remember its time. It was but I, shocking for But I mean, but I mean it, it wasn't, it wasn't offensive uh, 
for gratuitous reasons. I mean, they were very often, Archie Bunker was racist and he was, you know, uh, With a point. homophobic. Yeah. But they were making a point, but, using him as an example. But you can see how people in the day were offended. Yeah, sure. yeah. Right after that, married with children, like you guessed. I, I couldn't believe Married with Children when it first came out. I thought it was just absolutely the most tasteless thing I've ever seen. Looking back on it, comparing it to stuff that's out there now, it seems not, I don't want to say tame, but not not that big of a deal. If you would have told me when that show was a hit, hey, in the not-so-distant future, Al Bundy is going to play a beloved, reasonable patriarch of a yeah. wealthy family in California. With conservative I values. I would have been like, nah. Yeah, I know it. No way. Eric Cartman was found to be the most offensive character, followed by Archie Bunker, Peter Griffin. Peter Griffin does, I mean, he's such a lovable character in one way, but then he is just, he is so horrible in others. Like, remember we played the Surfing Bird uh, episode of Family Guy? And he, and he wants to have the Surfing Bird song, and the guy who owns the Surfing Bird record says, I don't want to give it up. And, and uh, Peter says, I'll let you sleep with my daughter. And then he points to another woman who's not his daughter. I mean, it's stuff that you just would not see coming. Right after that, offensive character, Roseanne Barr. And then Al Bundy, Stewie Griffin, Charlie Harper from Two and a Half Men. and there And there you are. You know what I'm surprised that's not that's not on here? Will and Grace. My wife loves Will and Grace, but there are some And you think a fan? beyond saucy. When, I, I, I would not describe edgy some of, or risque is not the same thing as offensive necessarily. It depends on how you're looking. Guess, you know, yeah. maybe you're right. But I mean the shock value of some of the things that they did on Will and Grace really jumped out at me. Funny as all get out. I mean, no two ways about it. A really funny, both both the uh, reincarnation that's on now and the original ones, too. I mean, if Mary has nothing to do in the afternoon and she's just hanging around, she's done with work, whatever, she'll find Will and Grace. She'll, she will hunt for it. I mean, I guess um, the word offensive now uh, means something that you just don't care for. It, it used to mean something else, right? It used to mean... No, um, I, I think... I think this is something that actually offends you. But that's why I'm not surprised that Will and Grace is not on, is not on that list. Because I think... Because, I mean, I know because there, the shock value is not the same thing as being offended. Yeah, but although I know saying? there are people that are very clearly and completely and fully offended. And they're probably right. not listening to us, so right. that, you know we won't hear from them. But I, No, I'm not talking about because there's a gay, uh, two gay characters on the show. I'm no, just talking no, about the, like when she would, the, would. It was edgy. It was the very, was edgy. very edgy. Yeah, yeah, funny, but you know, I was surprised the first season they were out that they would get they could get away with regular network TV with that. We've all gotten just so thin skin, like um, in the Seinfeld episode where George's girlfriend died from licking the envelope, and they all made fun of her, and she was dead. Mm-hmm. And technically, that's offensive, right? That's true. It's not on your list. Yeah, that's true. Technically, that, so it really depends on what irritates your thin-skinned bad self. Because that's how that's we are very, now. That we is are very the most, true. We are the most thin-skinned people on earth right now. Well, I mean, the Seinfeld show could offend you in a lot oh, of different so ways. Many ways. That that episode where his parents are mad at him because he took a date to see Schindler's List and they were talking during the movie or laughing during they were the movie, kissing during or the kiss, they're making kissing. out during. Yeah, yeah. right. That that's got to be offensive to some people. It's Bob and Sherry. Use the Talk Back feature feature. on the free Bob and Sherry app and leave us a message. 
So you know how sometimes you have brought up that if Kevin had not run into your wonderfulness, that he might have headed to Key West, gotten himself a boat and lived... Where he would be living a sad, lonely, empty life in the sunshine at a marina. Yeah. And I'm, you know what? I know every day he thanks God that I saved him from that hellish fate. Actually, he said he'd be living off the uh, grid in the sunshine, enjoying life every day. But we all know that what he means by that, he puts Mm -hmm. on a brave face, but what he means by that is, I would be the loneliest, saddest, weirdest man. Thank you for saving me. So he was covering his embarrassment for himself. Yeah. you want to take that from him? You know, he's found a way to save face. Oh, You're going to take that from yeah. him? No, that's right. I'm sure he loves all the animals and he does. your daughters. And, and, and he has often said, Bob talks a good game about being a bachelor international playboy, but clearly he's much happier cleaning Kiki's box. So see, he gets your back. I hate you sometimes. <laughs> no, I don't. So if he did go through with that plan, if he wasn't lucky enough to meet you, I'm reading this thing about how we spend so much money on subscriptions. And I don't mean magazines. I'm talking about other types of subscriptions. The average person, $237 every month on cell phone service, cable and Wi-Fi. I bet he wouldn't have Hulu, maybe not Netflix, would he have Amazon Prime? No, he wouldn't have any of those. Would he have uh, cloud storage like iCloud nope. or Dropbox? Would he have music streaming? Would he have subscription boxes? What's that? You know, like um, Grays or HelloFresh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And app memberships. He wouldn't have. I don't think he'd have any of those. And all of that would be at least $237, and I think actually more. The phone alone. Yeah. You know, if you look back to your like, grandparents' time, those things did not exist. They didn't have mobile phone. They didn't have no. any of that stuff to pay for. And, and, you know, so it's very convenient to have all of these things and in some ways very exciting. But back then, they were holding on to a few more bucks because yeah. they did. They, this was not going out the door. It's almost expected to have these things. If you don't have Netflix and you can't keep up with your friend's favorite show, you know, you're not in the conversation. Well, I, I'm thinking of one of the subscriptions that Kev has. He has, I forget, uh, something CBS because he, he watches college football on his phone when he's forced to go to an event and miss a game. And right. He pays every month for that. Right, right, right. Stuff like that. That, that didn't exist. Yeah. You either you know, saw the game or you didn't see the game. As I've told him, you would have been living on your boat. Uh, getting too much sun and not enough vegetables. Probably and drinking too much over in those, it's possible those, Key West, those horrible Key West bars. It's possible your teeth would fall out because yeah, you wouldn't right. get enough vitamin C and you'd be lonely and sad and you wouldn't have a kitty best friend or 11 children. What and what this, man what he, wants that? What, is he, what does he say to that realization of the horror that could have befell him? He gets a haunted look on his face. Haunted, and, yes. And I tell myself uh-huh. that's because he's picturing how awful that would have been. Is that what you do? I do. Good for you. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to tell yourself something. I know. That, I choose to tell myself something. Good. I, I know that haunted look. It's this far from, you know, the scream? Yeah. 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 It's, it's not quite as over the top. And then he'll shuffle off, and, and I know it's because he needs to be alone to count his blessings. Oh, yeah. Alone in the garage? Yeah, yeah. That's where we all go to count our blessings. Yeah. Well, he, you know what? He 
he doesn't want us all to see what a big softie he is. Yeah. I count my blessings there as I'm changing the cat litter. If you'd feed her a higher quality food, there'd be fewer blessings in that box. It's all my fault. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know the answer to that already. It's all my fault. I'm going to have that on your tombstone. Here lies Bob Lacey. It was all his fault. It's all his fault. (laughs) Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. See you some other time. You've been listening to the best of Bob and Sherry. Be sure to check out our website, bobandsherry.com. Download our free app, too. Get the odd cast, the podcast, and Bob and Sherry fun size instantly. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10.